Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler, and I am so glad that you are joining us here today for another episode. If you would, I would love if you would do us a favor. So wherever it is that you are listening to this episode, I want you to take a screenshot. And with that screenshot, post it on your social media. When you do, I want you to do two things. One, tag us here at A God Shift. And then number two, I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode, because I believe that the more times that these episodes are shared, the more that we are doing our part to make sure that when believers are going through something, that they realize that there is hope on the other side of whatever it is that they're going through and that there are actually things that they can control to get the outcome that they desire to have. So thank you in advance for being willing to share that information. So I am going to read my guest's bio, and then we are going to get right to it. So my guest today has faced her fair share of obstacles, but perseveres in the face of adversity and empowers other women to do the same. She has successfully balanced life as a single mom, working in corporate America, obtaining an MBA, and serving her community through church work and as a member of her sorority. Her commitment to helping others achieve their goals inspired her to become a best-selling author, blogger, speaker, and certified confidence and inner healing coach. In 2020, she founded The Confident Lily, a personal development company that equips women all over the world to find their personal power. Through a combination of faith and practical tools, she aids women in getting unstuck and motivates them to stop putting their dreams on the back burner. I want to welcome to the show, Alicia Roberts. Hi, thank you so much, Shana, for having me. I'm so glad that you're here today. So Alicia, before we get into the conversation, I want to lay a little bit of a context. So the name of all of my platforms and the name of my ministry is a God shift. And so I think it's a good idea for me just to define what a God shift is before we start to talk through how people can work their way through their God shift. So my definition of a God shift is the moment that you ditch disruption or delay in your life collide with God's purpose and move into a greater destiny. I believe that many of us know what God has promised us, but we're either frustrated that it hasn't happened yet, or we keep experiencing all these unexpected circumstances in our lives that seems to stand in the way. And I believe that when we're on the trajectory of our God shift moments, that one of the ways that we can actually partner with God through this process is by using what I like to refer to as kingdom authority. And so for me, it's not about what God can do because we know that he's powerful and, you know, he can move mountains and he's everywhere all at the same time and he's powerful and all the things that he is. But I also believe that as believers, that we have a role to play in God's will for our lives. And there's a particular authority that we have. There's things that we can do as believers to work with God to shift us 
into whatever it is that we're going into. And so I love to start every single episode by asking my guests, what is your own personal definition of kingdom authority that we have as believers? Wow. Um, So first of all, I love the whole concept of God shift and the term kingdom authority is just so powerful to me. If you think about what the definition of authority means, it means just having um, the right to make decisions, to be powerful, to command something, um, to instruct something. And that is exactly what we should be as believers. We should be walking in that. And mm-hmm. so I believe that kingdom authority is knowing who you are in Christ, knowing whose you are and having the confidence and the boldness to walk in it, to know the promises that he has provided you and to just own it. So whenever you feel like you, you can't make it or someone else tells you that you can't do this or you can't do that, or it seems like doors have been closed in your face, you know that you have the power to open those doors yeah. and make any moves that you need want to that are ordered by God. And so one scripture that really comes to mind when I think about kingdom authority is 2 Timothy 1 and 7, where it talks about, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Yeah. So once I learned that, I just completely shifted and said, you know what? Things are hard. They don't, they seem tough. There's some fear trying to creep in, but God has not given me the spirit of fear. I am going to walk in that authority. Yeah. There's so many times that we find ourselves in situations and yes, we should turn to God to help us, but there's certain things that only he can do. And there's certain things that only we can do. He really desires, you know, for us to allow him to do his part, but then he Mm -hmm. counts on us to do our part. So can you think about a time in your life, Alicia, when you look over the things that you've had to persevere to get where you are today, can you think of a time that you've actually exercise that authority? Yes. Um, one being where, um, what has gotten me to where I am today, actually. Um, so I experienced, um, a divorce, um, in February of 2020 and it was very unfortunate. Um, I did not want, um, this to happen and I just felt really, um, shifted in my spirit, just felt really down about it. But I had decided that I was going to move forward with it because of some of the toxicity that was going on in the relationship. So during that same time, when I was making that decision to leave the marriage, I was also contemplating, what is it that God really wants me to do? Mm -hmm. What is my purpose? And so I knew uh, for a very long time that I wanted to do something to help women, to elevate women and to help them to get through some of the hurdles in life. Um, I had experienced, you know, several difficulties and some issues with depression and anxiety. And I wanted to be able to give back to others. I'm also a a PK, a preacher's kid. (laughs) So I knew that there was a ministry inside, but I just didn't know how it manifests. And I just didn't want to be the traditional, you know, behind the pulpit preacher. Yeah. So God gave me an ideal to write and inspire women even before the divorce occurred. And so when we had decided to separate, 
I really felt like, what is my purpose? How Mm -hmm. can I inspire other people when I am going through my own mess? (laughs) And I had a dream. I had a dream to relocate to another state. I had so many big goals and I was just like, well, what do I do now? So fortunately, God presented an opportunity where I was able to relocate across the country with my son um, through another job. And this came in January of 2020. My divorce was final in February of 2020. And as we know, in March of 2020, (laughs) that is when all of the quarantines happened and the shutdowns. And I was just sitting alone thinking, what have I done? (laughs) I have moved myself and my son across country. I'm going through this um, divorce and I'm grieving. I'm just not sure about my next steps. And here it is. There is this uh, pandemic going on and I'm fearful for my life. And will I even still have a job? You know, there's so many things I was going through. But the constant that kept bringing in my head was to trust God. I continue to think about, for example, the scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11, where it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And so at a time where I was not hopeful at all, (laughs) my heart was broken. Um, I felt like I'm making some advances, but getting pulled back in so many other areas I had to repeat that scripture over and over. Yeah. When I did that, when I got into the word and I started journaling and praying, that is when I really started to understand who I was and whose I was. That is when I began to uh, really take hold of that kingdom authority that we talked about. And I discovered that through my journaling, I was basically writing a book. And so that turned into a devotional. And that was my first devotional called She Exudes. It's a confidence awakening devotional because I wanted to rebuild my confidence. I I didn't know who I was and my self-esteem was rocked. I had never been a person who really suffered from low self-esteem, but I was just shaken. So through that manifested um, journals, coloring books, all built around building women up and helping them to be more confident and powerful and, you know, taking hold of their dreams Mm -hmm. later became the coaching. And um, of course, the birth of the confident Lily as well. But it was because I decided to take back the power that God had given me that I had at some point lost that I was able to shift and really take hold of what the plans were that God had for me that I just didn't even have any idea of where he wanted to take me. Yeah. I'm curious. So, you know, I wanted to touch on the confidence piece for a minute. Mm -hmm. So how confident did you feel before these life's disruptions? And so would you have considered yourself to be a confident person before these life circumstances started to happen? Um, I would say moderately confident, but there were some things that I didn't even know about myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how powerful I really was. I didn't realize that I was, you know, suffering inside because there was some healing that needed to be done. 
And uh, fear was easy, easy to overtake me at any given time. And so I had to work through some things. Mm -hmm. So if I had to rate my confidence on a scale from one to 10, I would say probably about a five or six during that time before I went through some of those relationship problems. But later, as I really started to heal from not only the relationship um, issues, but also heal from things that happened even during childhood. That Mm -hmm. is when I really began to work on my confidence. Yeah. And how were you able to identify that confidence was number one, the thing that was lacking, and then also the thing that was going to be required? Because I think oftentimes Mm. when we're in something, we may or may not be able to determine what's lacking Mm -hmm. in order to know what to work on. Because people Mm -hmm. oftentimes say, oh, you need to do the work. Well, do the work looks different for every single person. It does. Uh What I might need to work on in the same situation that you're going through is not the same thing that you need to work on. Mm -hmm. So how were you able to pinpoint that confidence was what was lacking? And then how much of a role does confidence play in us overcoming adversity? Because you then went and created Mm -hmm. an entire business and world all around helping women have confidence. Mm -hmm. So initially, um, it was just a feeling, a feeling that I had. I knew that I was not living up to my optimum. Um, Mm -hmm. I wasn't being the person that I could be or had even been in the past. Um, So I knew from that feeling and there was like a tug on my heart saying, there is more. This is not, this is not of God. I'm a child of God. Why am I not blessed? And, you know, having the, some of the things that other people are experiencing, what's going on, but it was also other people telling me that they see a change in me. Mm -hmm. Um, I will never forget where my mother told me that I have never seen you so broken. And that's when I knew that, okay, I need therapy (laughs) and I need some time with God because I can't do this on my own. I have, you know, hidden behind this veil for way too long. And now people are actually beginning to see. So once I start kind of going through that process and really having some alone time, this is when your prayer time and your, your fasting, all of that is important because God will show you some things about yourself um, if you are quiet and you're in a space where you can receive it. And so once I began to see all of that, I'm like, you know what, this is what is missing because, you know, there's some other things that I needed to work on as well. But if I had this confidence, if I have what I call confidence. I would have known (laughs) that this is not acceptable. Um, Alicia, you are not who you need to be. Pick yourself up, girl. (laughs) I would have known that and been able to capture that earlier as opposed to waiting. And the big um, thing that I want to make sure that I capture or say today is that it wasn't all through my will. You know, it was definitely God stepping in and where I was weak and feeling like I couldn't do this, like I failed and all of that. He said, no, no, keep going. Just have a little bit more faith. So I want to ask a bit of a controversial question about the church, but I think Mm -hmm. me being a preacher myself and you being a preacher's kid, I think we're um, qualified and um, entitled, if you will, (laughs) to, to talk about this. You said something and you talked about hiding behind God. Mm. And 
I, I said in an interview earlier today, I was being interviewed on someone else's platform. And I said, I think sometimes that when we're taught how amazing God is and how powerful God is, you know, we're taught that he's all powerful, that he's all knowing, that he's everywhere at the same time, all of the things that he is. And I don't take any of that away from him. But I believe sometimes we're taught so much about what God is able to do that it puts us in a position that we undercompensate or undervalue what it is that we're able to do. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about in John 14 and 12, I think of when, when it says greater works than these shall you do in my name because I'm going to the father. It's like, mm-hmm. look, God is already in heaven. I'm about to go sit at his right hand. We out of here. We ain't doing nothing else. The authority <laughs> is now left in you. So do you think that the church does a good job of teaching us to be confident in who God created us to be so that we can overcome? Or are we really being taught, even if it's subconsciously, to hide behind God and his power? Mm, wow. That's a good one. (laughs) So I do. I feel like there is more that can be done. Mm -hmm. There's definitely more that can be done. And it definitely, you know, depends on the church that you attend. Um, What I will say is it may be more of the latter. It may be come to God, you know, have faith, believe that he can do it and just wait and see. Yeah. Where God has given us the power and the authority to do what we need to do. He has given us people. He has given us resources um, to help us just as we would go to the doctor if we needed to have a surgery. You know, he has given us those people um, to assist us with our needs. And sometimes we have to step out on faith because they say faith without works is dead. So yes, he has given us all these promises. We know that Uh, We can just ask and knock and, you know, it shall be done if it is God's will, but we can't just sit there and wait. You know, he is not a genie and we just poof, you know, we have everything that we need instantly. There's going to take some work. And so how do you get to that? How do you uh, manifest everything that you've been praying for and waiting and believing for And so that is what I am trying to do with the confident Lily, because I want to take faith and mix it with a combination of practicality and action Mm -hmm. to take people to the next level. Because like I said, there is some healing that needs to be done. In some cases, there may be some deliverance that has to be um, done as well, because you may have been stuck for a very long time. You may have been letting the enemy just kind of control your um, narrative for a very long time. And you need to know how to rewrite the narrative. So it's not just enough to pray and believe that God is going to bring you out of it. What can I do every day to make the changes that I need to actually propel this thing. And that's why this podcast exists, or that's why I do ministry the way that I do it. Um, Because I tell people, I care less about you being motivated, inspired, and rah-rahed than I do about you having transformation. Mm -hmm. And I think that the only time that you can actually be transformed is when I tell you what to do with the information that I give you. Because mm-hmm. so often in church, I think we do it. They, we, and I say we, because I am behind a pulpit sometimes as well. I think that we do a really good job of teaching believers how to grow where they're planted, but we don't mm-hmm. teach them how to really go. 
Mm. And oftentimes we'll, we'll hear things like you just need to surrender. You just need to trust God. You just need to pray. And all of those things can sometimes be passive if we don't equip them with what their role is of what it is that they need to do, mm-hmm. because it's not just about praying about it. It's about praying and being in action right mm-hmm. now. There's a, there's a thin line between just running off and doing whatever it is that you want to do and getting out of alignment with where it is that God is taking you. You got to be careful not to get ahead of him. And again, I'm not saying anything that I'm any of the things that I'm saying to diminish God's power. But very few sermons have I been in that they're not just telling me how I'm wrong Mm -hmm. and telling me what God can do, but I'm searching through my notes to try to figure out, but now what do I do? What I do. And so (laughs) we're going to pause and take a quick break because in the second part of the interview, I really want us to jump into what are some of the tips and advice that we can give someone if they've been listening thus far and they're like, all of this is great, but I'm still Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like, how do I bring this all together? So Mm -hmm. we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide. When God says shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right, welcome back. So Alicia, before the break, we shared a bit about our own definitions of what kingdom authority is. And you and I are absolutely on the same page that kingdom authority is what we can do. God can't Mm -hmm. do it. We can't do it without God, but he won't do it without us. So there is someone who is listening to this episode and they're actually struggling to recognize that they have authority to be able to shift their life somewhere different. They're struggling to have that confidence and boldness that you mentioned at the beginning, what would be your best tip that you would share with them of how they can be confident enough to walk in their authority? Mm -hmm. I would say the first thing is education. Mm -hmm. And so the education is going to come through um, the Bible. It's going to come through people like um, you and I, Shana, or, you know, your pastor, someone who can give you the information that you need can point you in the right direction um, as far as scripture is concerned to give you the hope. You may not be familiar with the promises that God has for you. You may not be familiar with what it takes to actually have faith and um, to you know maintain that faith when things get rough. And there's going to be some times where you're going to have to repeat those scriptures over and over because you'd be like, you know what, this is a hard day, but you said you wouldn't put more on me than I can bear. So giving them that education and then giving them some of the practical tools, um, as we mentioned earlier. Um, So for me, um, it was actually just getting into some podcasts, some inspirational podcasts, listening to a variety of um, speakers and getting into the word journaling. Um, you may also need to seek, you know, help from a therapist. And I would say a faith-based therapist would be excellent because they're able to tie in, you know, some of that clinical um, work with uh, the faith as well. 
Um, and another thing I began to do is really kind of di- dissect what it is that I need and what I can be doing to improve on a daily basis. So for me, I would write prayers to God mm-hmm. in my journal. And so these are things that I need every day. Um, Lord, I need help with this. This is what I'm working on. And I would make sure that not only am I praising God for you know what he's done for me, then I'm asking God for what I need, but I'm actually putting in an action step of what I am going to do to improve or what I'm going to do to help to propel this. And then I'm following up and making sure that it's being done. Um, so educating yourself, praying, um, making sure that you're getting in contact with those that can actually help you, um, and then getting the right tools that you need as well. Um, I have some tools that are available uh, from some of the experiences that I've gone through and some um, some books, some checklists, some guides, all of that, because I know it's not easy. And I know that sometimes you're going to need something in your face, something to look at and to kind of check off on the list as you're going through. OK, did I think about this? Um, have I been doing this? Um, so it's a practical walk as well. Yeah, there's two things that stood out to me in your answer. Number one is the things that can be missing from our prayers. I love that you talked about praying the scripture because, mm-hmm. you know, not only does the word tell us that, you know, his word will not return to him void. I just think that that's a powerful way to pray is to pray what it is that he said back mm-hmm. to him. It's almost like, yes. if I remember you told me you were going to take, <laughs> yes. you told me I was going to get $5 for every A, you know, and I, I did mean? that often. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I, one of the, the mentors who has now become a friend of mine says that she thinks that too many of us pray beggar prayers mm-hmm. and God does not want to hear us begging. He mm-hmm. wants, and she teaches people how to pray powerful prayers. Mm-hmm. And so I love the fact that you said, make sure that you are praying scripture. The other thing that I love that you said was sometimes we don't need spiritual counsel. Sometimes we need practical counsel. I think mm-hmm. that we need therapy and theology. Yes. And sometimes our spiritual leaders may not be trained and equipped to help us through some of the issues that we're trying to overcome or help us to accomplish some of the dreams that we're looking to accomplish. No slight to y'all's pastor, but if he's never started a business, what is he going to tell you other than what thus says the Lord, or maybe tell you that the timing is off. But if you want to learn how to start and grow a business, you better go to somebody who that's their strength, right? Absolutely. And if you are in an abusive relationship or you're trying to, you know, know, there's just some things that spiritual counsel in and of itself is not formally and properly trained Mm -hmm. to help you over. And Mm -hmm. so you need to know the difference between spiritual counsel and practical counsel. And you need to know when it is that you need to to seek which one so that you can make sure that you're getting full and total restoration and transformation and direction for Mm -hmm. what it is that you are, are going through. So Alicia, we have to begin to wrap this conversation up, but before we go, are there any final words that you would like to share with the audience before we let them know how they can find you? I absolutely love this conversation. I can go on and on. 
Uh, one thing, <laughs> one thing that I would probably say um, to a listener is just don't give up. When I talked earlier about fear and having to repeat that Second Timothy one and seven to myself, um, fear is um, it's a weapon that the enemy uses, and so he will keep us stuck. He wants to keep us stuck because if we get the tools that we need to elevate you know, we're surpassing his expectations and his goals and what he is trying to do. So do not live in fear when you feel that you you have this feeling overcoming you and you feel like you can't, that's when you need to push further. So if that means, you know, finding someone to talk to, getting into your, your word, um, finding some resources online, um, to help you with your confidence and your confidence and all of that stuff, you need to do it and don't be afraid to make the step to do it. Yeah, that's good stuff. So where can they follow you on social media? Yes, I am on Instagram and Facebook and recently on TikTok as well as uh, the confident Lily and Lily is spelled like the flower, L-I-L-Y. Um, you can also reach me on my website. It's www.confidentlily.com. And I do have some freebies there as well. So definitely um, check that out. So if someone is listening to this, and I know you said that you primarily work with women, but if there's someone who's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I really feel like confidence is what is holding me back from getting into the destiny that God has for me and being able to exercise my kingdom authority is going to the website, the best place for them to start, or is there something in particular that you would like to send them to? Yeah, I would say go to the website first. Um, So there are um, several um, things that you can um, take hold of that are free to download. Um, One is the this new guide that I've come up with, it's six steps to healing and building confidence after heartbreak. Mm. And so you definitely want to make sure you're getting through, um, you're, you're downloading that. And also all of my contact information is listed on the website as well. Um, so I do offer a free 30 minute consultation. Um, I call it a discover her call because there are going to be some things that you discover about yourself that you were not aware of. (laughs) And that's the whole point. So um, definitely feel free to browse the website and you can get a hold of me there. Awesome. Well, I am going to make sure that the links to your social media and the links for them to get the free resources is in the show notes. Alicia, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you sharing nuggets with my audience and audience. Thank you for being here for another episode. Share, share, share this. There are people who need confidence that they, that there is hope on the other side and that there is a role that they have to play in God's will for their life. So share, share, share this. And I pray that you will listen to future episodes as well. So everyone have a great day. It's Shana Rattler signing off. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.